When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Instagram Live. It's Deborah Francis White from The Guilty Feminist. And today we are at the new normal. We are in the new normal, near the new normal. Is it normal yet? Doesn't feel normal, does it? Some days it feels too normal. And I start to think, is this normal now? Uh, my guest today is Ellen Jones. Let me see if I can bring her in. I uh, can't see her there yet. But she's been advertising she's on. So I can only assume she'll be there in a minute. Unless she's up. Do you think she's gone to DF Dubs? But she'll be on. She'll see this has come up. Here we go. There we are. And Jones. Ellen Jones. Ellen Jones. Ellen Jones. Ellen Jones. I'm waiting for it to let me in. Hey, and here you are. Do you know, I've dressed up a bit because I saw Same. you advertising your outfit on, on Instagram. This outfit's great. Have you seen the t-shirt? Uh, no, support queer liberation, it says backwards. In my friend, yeah, my friend uh, Wednesday, who's a non-binary artist, made it and it's, I love it. It's Amazing. So also, I've got earrings that I made that say gal pals and trans rights. Nice. I, I am the coolest. I mean, totally. What I was concerned about is, and that's actually, I found this nice light in this room. This is Steve's room, but Steve's away in the country with friends. So I've been using this as an office, but that's a sort of bed office. You know, sometimes when you get a bit cold and you pull a duvet up over you while you're writing. So it looks like I'm sitting in front of an unmade bed, but I should think of myself as a Tracy Emin type. So I'm a student in a tiny flat. And when I say this is the only space I have, this is my bed. This is my wow. seat. I am living in this room that's two widths of my arms. Right. And that yes. is the space I am existing in. And our but kitchen, which is big enough for one person. Oh, well, you know, I mean, we're going to go on our socially distanced walk, though, remember? Yes, we are. But So we yes. both live in Camden, gang. And so we thought what we could do is time our walk so that we sort of end up in Primrose Hill together and we can be socially distanced. We can be over two metres away, but we're walking up the hill at the same time so we can see another human being we recognise and look into their eyes. Yeah. But definitely not go near or touch. No. I mean, that's one of the things that I found really nice 
I'm a feminist, but I'm quite enjoying the fact that no men are coming really close to me any <clears throat> any available opportunity. Or like walking, I quite often go for my walks, my outside time at night, just because it's quieter, and I never feel scared anymore because there aren't any people. See, I feel the opposite. I'm much more scared when there aren't any people because when there are people, I know how to deal with it. If the shops are open, the cafes are open. I can slide in somewhere when nothing's open. To me, it's like the suburbs where I think, well, what would I do if somebody attacked me? So sorry, I don't want to take away your security away by sharing my neurosis with you. But I, I just mean, have. The, like, the experience of COVID-19 from what we've talked about is you struggling when there's no people and me struggling when there are people. Mm, it's true. It's the introvert extrovert problem. I'm just going to turn around so I can lean on this door and see if the light's just as nice. The light uh, is very cute. Is the light nice? Is the light nice? The light on is this cute. Side? Yeah. I think it's a bit more revealing when I sit on this side. Um, and I'm not really interested in revealing at the moment. I'm trying to do skincare. Whatever I do, my skin is so dehydrated and dry. Tragedy. I don't you think. I don't know. Maybe that's not happening to your skin. Is that happening to anyone else's skin? I just feel my skin is so unbelievably dry. And it's I mean never been like this before. It's always dry. But it's not like this. It's like a desert. My skin is a desert. Someone here saying I'm looking good. Thank Apparently you very much. Apparently everyone thinks you look great. Thank you. That's terribly kind. We should get on with our new normal questions. The we new should. Normal. The new normal is a show where we discuss how we're getting on in quarantine, answering the same questions every day, but with a different guest. So Ellen Jones, firstly, tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do. So, um... By day, I'm actually a student, and by night, I am a campaigner, a writer, and a speaker um, in LGBT rights, mental health, disability. Um, it's Autism Awareness Week as of today, uh, which Yay. is fun. Um, I'm autistic. I very gay. If the giant rainbow flag didn't give that away, um, yeah, all the things. I've also I'm the only person I know who's uh, managed to start getting a job during a lockdown. So I'm also now writing positive news stories about nice. ways people are reacting positively to COVID-19. So that's fun. Wonderful. I just saw John Krasinski because I went to bed last night and I my friends in Australia and Los Angeles were at a different time of day. So they were processing news. I don't like the light as much this way at all. I really don't. I feel it's very intrusive. I'm going to turn this way and see how that works. I'm a feminist, but the priority is how I look in the light. Oh, completely. I, I mean, not I, am, that about me. I am sat in front of the window intentionally. Yeah, I feel that's quite good. It's a little bit of bounce on the glasses, but I'll live with it because it's, it's you know, it's quite, yeah. Um, I mean, if I take these off, I can't see you, so. Uh, but yeah, it's a good look, though, without eye makeup. Yeah, so, that's I mean, the problem. Who needs to see when that makeup is there, to be honest? I mean, that's, you're, you've seen me. You're looking at the same yeah. thing. Nothing's going to change. So I might change because of the light. Um, but, uh, yeah, I went to bed and I was talking to friends in Australia and uh, L.A. And that was their day. And so they were processing news and things. And I got chatting to them and engaged with them about COVID news. And then I could not sleep because I heard some things that I was like, oh, my God, that's terrifying, blah, blah, blah. And so when I woke up this morning, someone had posted, Anna, actually, who does our social media, mm. she'd posted a John Krasinski good news show where he was sort of showing this sort of sentimental and lovely things that were happening around the world and only good news. And I mm. just watched it. It was 15 minutes long and I wept. And I was, it really healed me a little bit. 
So what, why are you making that face? No, firstly, someone upstairs has started singing and she's actually quite good. This is the problem <laughs> with everyone being home all of the time. Ah, uh, right. No, and the person who lives in the flat below, their computer monitor is directly above my bed, below my bed. Oh. I know. Um, you the bipping. But also, she's really good, but it's just like, shh, quiet. Yeah. Well, we um, can't hear it. We can't hear it. We'll pretend Excellent. It's... That's slightly what I was worried about, but... Um, see, I'm not a, much of a crier. <sighs> <laughs> I had to have a shower. Maybe this is why your skin is so dry. No, because that surely that should moisturise it with the moisturising. Yeah, but if you're tears. crying, you're dehydrating yourself. Mm, maybe so you need to I'm hydrate not that more. much. I'm not crying that much. It's more like a sporadic weep. It's not like I'm just sitting here all day losing the hydration through tears. But I did have a, I did have a weep um, uh, earlier because I read. My mum's here watching and says that John Krasinski is a lovely man. I mean, watch the show. You will be enchanted. You'll be enchanted. I'm not mm. saying he'll turn you, Ellen. But <laughs> I am saying he'll give you pause. Um, My mother would be thrilled if that happened. No, I... no, she wouldn't. My mum just is slightly disappointed that whenever we watch any sort of actors or like awards shows, and she mm. always is always like, "He's lovely, don't you?" Like, not even him. And I'm like, "No, mum." Not that's even him. That's the thing about that's lesbians. A great, that's a great homemade goggle box that you could oh, make honestly, with your like, mum remotely through the quarantine, which is called, it's called Not Even Him, where yeah. your mum sends like, you not, clips. Not, and I'm like, no, no, mum, no. Not Even Him. Hashtag Not Even Him. It's a good, this is going to catch on. So we should get on to the questions. Yes. Question number one, Ellen Jones. How the hell are you? I'm surprisingly okay. You're all alone, aren't you? I'm all alone. And I'm it sounds all... like I'm trying to provoke you into not being and okay. I'm, and I'm all alone out of choice, which mm. is... So I went back home for a little bit, um, for a week. Mostly, so I was... I think the thing is, the reason that I'm okay now is that I was stressing before everyone in the UK was stressed. Mm. So I was kind of ahead of the curve. So I was having a breakdown two weeks ago. Right. Because... My, so my mum's got a heart condition and is a teacher and she was still teaching because there hasn't right. been any anything to basically and everyone was treating me like I was crazy and everyone right. was going you're like don't be ridiculous you're making us panic and I'm like yes you need to be you need to be you need to be panicking more you need to be, you need to be panicking more because then and then basically the government advice changed about mm. who was at risk and who needed to be at work because they realized they were going to kill a lot more people than they should have mm. and then i i was able they to should go, kill no people really i know and they 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 got Ideally, their, they should they kill got no their one. modeling wrong and they were accidentally going to kill 250,000 according to imperial um so that's why I was. I'm going to have to watch the John Krasinski show again after this. <laughs> so, but they changed their they they changed their advice basically because they realised they'd messed up, and I was having a breakdown for a good, yeah, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, right. and so now I've done. I feel like I've done a lot of the processing that people are doing mm. now. So I think I have a lot of probably advice about that. I guess because mm. I'm okay. Like I'm perfectly. Chill. And I think also there's a weird kind of guilt about the fact that, so being autistic, being in the outside world and interacting with people takes up all my energy all of the time. Mm. So actually I'm one of the like, most productive I've ever been. Mm. Um, oh, you've frozen. Oh, sec. you're back. 
I've been back. thinking about this a lot. Yes, someone tried um, to call me on house party. Well, they can't. Um, I've got you. Yes, my that's what I So this brings <laughs> us on to our next question. What are your coping strategies for being emotionally and mentally stable during this time? So I think my big thing is that I, I think a lot of people have gone, well, we're going to be inside all the time now. I've got to be a different person. I've got to, I'm going to use this time to reinvent myself. And I'm going to you know, start doing things. I'm going to start doing yoga if I've never done yoga. And I'm like, that's not going to help. So actually, a lot of what I've done is not, like quite intentionally decided to do what I normally do because then I don't freak myself out as much. If you're continuing with your life as it normally is, but you're inside, you're able to um, function quite well. I see what you so, mean, but my life cannot be continued indoors because it's my life. My job is to entertain audiences. Yeah. And so my whole job is I, I congregate hundreds and sometimes thousands of people quite regularly. I would perform in front of thousands of people and I will entertain them, but also with the Guilty Feminist, we're also you, you yeah. using that as a space for activism. That's my job. So that job is hard to do indoors yeah. in front of just Tom Selinsky and my cats. <laughs> it doesn't feel the same, Ellen. And I'm a regular, I, mean, I go to yoga three or four times a week at Tri Yoga. And Tri Yoga is now closed. So everything I did do, I did it out. Yeah, Whereas I'm an extrovert. Me, so... I'm a, I'm an, so I'm an introvert. But also I think a lot of the things, quite intentionally, I have planned my life so that the times when I do not have the energy, when I'm too depressed to leave the house, I can work and still not leave the house. So I've kind of had to always have a life that meant flexibility and the ability to stay inside. Also, one of the things I did as soon as I came back to this flat is you see these pink pieces of paper? Yeah. yeah. These are titled lockdown morning checklist, lockdown oh, evening nice. checklist, lockdown rules, brackets, non-negotiable. And what I hope to leave lockdown having done slash been. So th there has been like an element of like, masterminding with mm. the like i've got this time you know i've got to write a dissertation i've got to do all this stuff um but i think i tried to set some intentions for it which is a lot more kind of wankery than i'd like but it's actually been really <laughs> helpful and thing is oh, i don't get you... all the things on the list done mm -hmm. but if i get three quarters of the things on the list done i've still done three quarters of the things i wouldn't have done if i didn't have the list that's so true ellen could you read out we don't have time to hear the whole list but could you read out one or two things uh and then maybe take a picture of them and make a story for after this so people can look at your yes, intentions which list do you want to hear uh what the non-negotiables okay number one ring mum and granny daily nice remember to take your medication <laughs> Good. Eat two meals a day and snacks. Great. Don't leave your plates and cups in the room. Good. Remember to wash. No sleeping with your technology in bed. Good. Have a screen-free hour. And Great. make sure you keep in touch with your mental health team. Fantastic. They're non-negotiables. Yeah, but I, even then, like, I definitely have currently got cups in here but they will leave but my goal is that by the end of the day i have to have done them all so even if there's cups in here now when i go to sleep the washing up will be done so this really covers as well 
what are your what's your routine because yeah. and here's the thing is i'm a very 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 unroutined person and i had a little bit of insight while i was lying in the bath crying <laughs> that i realized that uh i am desperate for routine now and i think it's because and it, and it really has given me some experiential empathy for um especially autistic children in my life who are like, but I have to have, you know, this so meal on a changed. or I have to have this. And I think, I, this is my guess, this is my hypothesis, and I may be completely wrong about this, but the autistic children in my life who, who have, uh, you know, this has to happen on, on a Monday, or, and some of the autistic adults as well, this has to happen at six o'clock. I suspect now that I need that, it might be about the whole rest of the world, which I cannot control, doesn't make sense to me because it's not the way I would do it because it's not the way my brain is set up. So if I've got this at six o'clock that I own and I control, all of this other noise I can cope with because I'm getting to six o'clock and I'm getting to beans on toast and I'm getting to you know, toss the tank engine or whatever it is. So I'm getting to this space where I own it because I know what I, I can, I get to say, What's, it, what's on the plate, which chair I'm sitting on, and what's happening. And weirdly, I have, uh, not weirdly, but um, interestingly, I have become like that a little bit. And I think it's because I, the, now the world has made sense to me. The world always made sense to me. Therefore, we sit there, we sit here, we eat at seven, we eat at nine. We have this or we have that because everything else makes sense and I get to control a lot of my life. And now... I'm an extrovert who's been pushed inside, which is a bit like pushing introverts out onto the stage every night. If introverts <laughs> had to suddenly give a stand-up show every night, they would be freaking out. And I am freaking out because I have to be in my house every night. So it's about new models. Is there anything possibly in that? Or do you think autistic people need, some autistic people need routine for other reasons? I think, I mean, so there's been a lot of talk in the autistic community about kind of us watching neurotypical people and people who aren't autistic going, you judge us when we get, we have a response because our routines are changed and, or something changes outside of control. And you're doing exactly the same thing. It just took more to do it. Mm. But I, I don't, yeah, I think there is some, something in that. I think but it's I think, more. I think it's different. I think yeah, the whole world but, I mean, is set took, up for the Yeah, the whole world had to change. Whereas for me, like, a thing that could trigger a meltdown might be something as small as the lighting of the place. Mm -hmm. So I think it's different things. And I think also it's definitely, a, this, this whole situation definitely affected a lot of autistic people. I think the reason I have that list is because I spent the first week of lockdown doing nothing because my brain couldn't, I had no executive functioning skills. So I wouldn't, like even, like knowing that you need to cook a meal, I wouldn't end up eating until like 9 p.m. because I just wouldn't think to make the food. Um, mm -hmm. Because I've not, if I've not done one thing, then I can't do any of the things. Right. Um, and also the other thing is like, a lot of autistic people have like safe foods and things like that. And because of the hoarding and because of the lack of access to supermarkets, it's really difficult for a lot of us to get foods that are safe foods that we feel like good eating. Um, and that, you know, if everything else goes wrong, we can have this food that's safe, but a lot of us can't get that because everything's gone. Mm -hmm. And often they're, often they're quite like basic foods, like bread or like it can be anything, but oftentimes they're bread or they might be something from 
like a certain space. So I've got friends who have like McDonald's fries and McDonald's is closed. And so that's like another level of like safety and comfort that's just gone. Um, ah, which is really interesting. So, so anyone... it's disrupting autistic people's routines. Yeah. But, but I, think I... Got, I think we've got more skills to cope with it a lot of the time because we're so used right. to things go, like causing this. So for me, I found that actually I'm very consciously employing all of my coping skills. Mm. I'm having to, I'm actually consciously trying to do it. Could you help um, us? What are your coping skills? Could you share them with us? So a lot of it is, it depends what it's for. A lot of it's to do with like forgiveness and like not beating yourself up and not expecting everything of yourself if like you can't do all the things or that if you like if i have a melt like i spent a long time crying especially two three weeks ago where i was literally sobbing and sobbing and sobbing because i couldn't get anyone to listen to me and was your skin very dry yes <laughs> through that yeah there you go yeah my skin is... it's the weeping yeah it's apparently yeah. it's because the tears contain salt god you are a mine of information I know. We've learned, we're learning so much from you. Anyway. So when you were crying, it, you were in this yeah, space. Yeah, and now I'm like, I needed to do that, and that's okay. Like, even though other people at the time were like, that's a bit premature. I'm like, mm -hmm. no, actually, um, th that's okay. And also, yeah, mm -hmm. not doing what you... I, For example, I'm not a morning person. You'll be lucky to get me awake before lunchtime. Um mm -hmm. So I don't expect myself to do any work before 2 p.m. Like, right. I will not get any work done. So that's something I always know. It's kind of employing the same things. Also, um, I go for my hour of state-mandated exercise, mm -hmm. um, which is – and that can be a walk, but I also take my skateboard out quite a bit, um, and I go skating around Camden, which is quite fun, although you do get some strange looks from people when you're purple-haired and on a purple skateboard. I do look I a little bit like a comic book character. People are just, I tell you, people are being like, wow, she's cool. That's what they're I don't doing. I think they are. But the thing is, I've also <laughs> lost my massive cope. My biggest coping mechanism is the gym. I used to go to the gym every day. And I can't yes. do that. And I'm not a runner. So I'm having mm. to exercise in this space, which is literally, that's my wall. That's my desk. Mm. That is not a lot of space to work with. No. And that's... That's trying. If you, because if I wasn't able to exercise at the moment, I genuinely don't know what to do. And again, I'm not someone like I'll go to yoga three, four times a week. But if I didn't go to yoga for a week because I was on tour and it just didn't happen or whatever, <laughs> Me it wouldn't be the end of the world. At some point, I'd start to need it. But people who go to the gym every day who suddenly can't—it's yes. very challenging. It's I'm really, doing stuff like, on Zoom. My brother's, without my it. brothers, my brother's A levels just got cancelled, and he was the captain of his rugby team. I went to the gym every day on top of rugby practice and he suddenly got nothing also um holly in the chat so holly holly bodemead and i basically were like we're going to make ourselves run 10k a week each however much we do it so we're doing that at the moment so apparently i do wow. get exercise but um i'm not yeah. doing that i'm doing dance on zoom dance fitness on zoom and i'm also doing i um... can't imagine anything worse than dance fitness I, well we all have to find our own path yeah true uh, but I like, mean, I, I you, am very you, much you enjoying it. I mean, I'm not good at it. I can not do dance fitness. Not good at it, but that's re the reason I'm doing it, is I want to get more in my same, body. Same as running, me and running, like, yeah. no skills. Just want to get more in my body. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be for good. It can be for, for self. Yes. Um, 
can I ask, is there anything about this whole thing that surprised you about yourself or the world that you went, oh, I didn't know that, or people are responding this way, or, oh. I think I'm really, I'm really proud of like the resilience of myself, but also my communities. So one of the first things that happened as soon as we realized that we were probably, this was pre-lockdown, I think, but um, I am one of the organizers of an event called Fire and Pride, which is a global digital accessible pride. Um, if you search at Fire and Pride, it will turn up. But mm -hmm. my friend Hannah Daisy, who's an artist, basically was like, had, had a dream <laughs> that about this day, woke up the next morning, told some of us, and now, then we organized it. And we're hosting every single day, we have takeovers from various LGBT people throughout the world, from like people you would know to people you've never heard of, talking about everything from trans history to being a, a queer person and doing DIY um, and being a builder, or like running uh, workshops or art, therapy and all these things just through Instagram and we've really kind of come together and that's been a real blessing because and also this was pre you know all the prides have been cancelled every wow. single thing. and that's the thing for us that's not just a really important thing in terms of our rights in terms of our community that's all the time we like a lot of us as creative people get hired because of pride get hired right. because of Pride Month, so brands aren't going to be investing in the community, which means we're not going to have as much money, which means it's going to perpetuate a lot of the issues that already exist. And uh -huh. also, a lot of Pride isn't accessible anyway, so we've like really made sure that the text is accessible, that we're doing it in, you know, things are captioned, and we've got as many people, different types of people on the team as well, and it's been really nice over the two weeks to just do something. And I guess it's... It brings me so much genuine joy to see like how many people turn up and want to be involved in things. If you say, we'll hold space for you, people who wouldn't even necessarily normally feel like they could like do that, suddenly are showing up and being like, can I talk about this? Mm -hmm. And we're booked up for like the next month. It's great. And it Amazing. brings me so much joy. Uh, so people are asking for the link and can you make a story after this and yes. at, at Guilty Feminist and then I'll share it. So after this, there'll be a story on our Instagram, on the Guilty Feminist Instagram and uh, so that you'll be able to find it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Can I ask you... Um, any books, films, anything, TV shows you're binging, anything you'd recommend? Okay. Books, I have three for very Great. different reasons. The first one is called Overcoming Burnout, which is by someone called Nicole Rose. And that's like a very, if you want to get practical, but also like a bit of theory, a bit of feminist mm -hmm. theory, a bit of kind of like anti, like abolitionist theory, there's a lot of, but in an accessible way. It's a really kind of thin book. I just need to let my cat but, Can I see the cat? Yeah, uh, yes, Seymour, yes. He, but he's ripped up the carpet, so I can't get the door open now. Hold on. There's Seymour. Seymour. Hello, baby. Hello. Hey. That's Ellen. And there's Audrey. When this Hello, Audrey. Here we are. I'm going to try and open the door for him. This is such professional television. Let me open the door for my cat. I can't open the door for the cat because he's ripped up the carpet. That means it's bunched up. Everyone's a fan of the cats. Oh my God. People are also recommending Yoga with Ad Adrienne. And, yes, Yoga uh, with she Adrienne is a global one phenomenon. yoga that I like. I really would like to get her on this show, actually. I'd love to get, get yoga her on this show. Do it, do uh, it, It would do be it. wonderful. I'm going to try. Let's try. Okay, cats, the door is now open and now they don't want to go out of it. I mean, because <laughs> oh, I'm has gone. Seymour has gone. Um, so that book sounds great. Uh, do you have any, any TV show you've been binging? Uh, any? So I watched in one sitting all of Self Made, which is the um, Netflix series with, why can't I remember her name? I've been talking about her all week. Octavia Spencer, of course. Yes. Um, and that's about the first black woman millionaire in the US. Um, oh, I wrote about her in the Guilty Feminist yes, book. Yes, I was going to say you wrote about her, but that's about her. And I watched it in one sitting in the bath and reran myself a second bath so that I could sit and watch it for four hours because it was so incredible. She's one and of my favourite Guilty Feminists. She's so good. And also, it was it's just really well written. I cried in the first scene. There's kind of a monologue about hair and the importance mm -hmm. of hair, which makes Fleabag's monologue on hair look like absolutely nothing and i say that as the biggest fleabag fan it's uh, i cried so hard wow. um uh, I'm, so excited. That. I'm so excited to see it and any other books or tv shows you've got you can make stories and we will share them yes uh, but fine. now we need to go on do you have any pets costumes or anything you'd like to show us in the room i mean basically my room is a giant gay mess so like a giant gay mess we will take like rainbow flags. Somebody that's here a, is that's, just saying they're very jealous of my diet. That's a, um, mm -hmm. a rainbow light with a rainbow thing with a rainbow thing with a rainbow bunting. There's a lot of rainbow going on. Um, Wonderful. That's my favourite thing in my room. That glass thing. What is that? So, didn't drop the glass thing. It's basically like a glass. Um, it's a glass ah. thing that's made for me. Um, my uncle, no, my uncle, my godfather, who's like a proper, I only see him when I go to Stratford when my dad's going to West Ham matches. 
Um, yeah. And he's from Merthyr, and he's a proper, like, bloke's bloke. And he, he got that for me for my 21st, and he was like, I didn't know what to get you, but, like, I want to show I was supportive of you being gay. And, like, all the, like, blokes in pubs are not what people think of when they think of supportive people, but that's, like, one of the places that I feel most comfortable. Mm. And it was really nice that someone who, I don't see him very often, and I don't, like... You know, we don't ever talk about me being gay, but it was just the way, the way he was like, I got this for you for your 21st. And wow. I know, it Love was really it. nice. And he's lovely. And he has cats. Um, so can I just say that a lot of people seem to have picked up on giant gay mess. People are saying their rooms are giant gay messes. And also someone says, I'm a giant gay mess. Yes, so I am. That might be your T-shirt because every day, whoever I interview, uh, based on something they say, a turn of phrase that sticks out, uh, the merch store are making a t-shirt and any of the proceeds, they not take any profit, the proceeds go to you. So it will say Giant Gay Mess and then it will say X and a Jones. Honestly, like Giant Gay Mess is, I'm so messy. That's the thing I'm struggling with most about this whole thing, is living in a mess. space that I can't escape from because I, mean, I am untidy. I'm untidy too. I'm untidy. The, the living space I keep tidy, but my room, I've never, <laughs> ever been able to get a handle on my room ever but, but but check out the t-shirts uh they're actually on the merch store and it goes to the it goes directly to the artist who we've had on the comedian or uh activist we've had on the show uh alison spittle's t-shirt says uh don't get covered for a flake um because she said she's hoarding her flakes in a way that she just have one and she said now i'm, I'm, I'm on very your mindful. website there's a yep. photo of me on your website that's really cute anyway yeah uh, so if you go to the Guilty Feminist uh, website, guiltyfeminist.com, and it'll take you through to the merch to our merch store, uh, which is part of the merch store. And uh, Steve Alley's got some amazing T-shirts there as well. It's ours. And then you can see uh, uh, every every one is by the, a different person. If the artist, the comedian, thinks they're, they're doing all right for money, then we give it to another uh, artist or uh, comedian in our network who needs the cash. Um, like a sort of uh, hardship fund. Mm. So I'm going to ask you now, this is, this is the most popular question on this show. Oh God. Um, tell us a dark thought or low moment you've had. And this could be anything from, I've just decided the whole state's going to turn into the handmaid's tale to uh, I cried because uh, I looked in the mirror and thought there was someone next to me and there wasn't. I mean, it just anything that really anything. I mean, there are two. One was like, my mother is going to die, which, and my grandmother, like, who lives, basically, my mother lives with me and my grandmother lives one minute around the corner and we are like the main carers for her. Um, and they both have chronic health conditions and my mum was having to go into work and I was really like paranoid and being made to feel hysterical because I knew I was right. And mm. I, I knew I was right. And they were like, the government has said, and I'm like, I don't care what the government has said. Mm. I know more than the government. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you did. I would Normally, run better than the that government. would make you sound like a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Like, I know more than the government. Like you're sort of on a laptop going, I'm I in. actually have a vested interest in the well-being of people I know. Um, yes. I mean, this government, to be fair, it's not that you, it's, 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 you care. I mean, we all care more than the government, but I know more than the government said hysterically does make you sound yeah. a bit like a conspiracy theorist. But when you think about everyone right, dying right. for a while, um, but the other thing that I kept thinking is when I was driving back, well, my mum was driving me back to London and the, 
they were announcing that the Excel Center is being made into the uh, like the big hospital. Ah. And in my brain, right, you know Black Mirror. Yes, I you know the Black Mirror moments at the moment. You know the bees episode when they're laying out all the bodies in that big warehouse at the end, where the. <sighs> that's what my brain keeps seeing in the excel because i'm fairly certain they filmed it at the excel or somewhere like that like a big warehouse just like miles and miles of bodies that's what i've been thinking of but then i went and watched um i don't know if there's someone called ask a mortician on youtube who makes videos uh, they're a mortician and she makes videos about the good death and she basically have watched her videos about death in COVID-19 and the fact that we do actually have an infrastructure for funerals and things like that so mm-hmm. that reassured me if you want to if you want to feel more chill about death ask a mortician okay <laughs> that's what I would wow say. that's the bar now let's feel more chill about death let's have a we should have get a mortician on the show you should um, get her on saying nightingale i made a little video to welcome uh nhs uh volunteers at nightingale jonks do you want to put any other details you've got on that in the box um now ellen thank yes. you for telling us your dark moment it is scary and people are now asking for two t-shirts from you one giant bit, gi- giant gay mess and the other one is i know more than the government <laughs> Um, I'll ask lovely <laughs> Hannah from the merch store if you're allowed two t-shirts. I don't know. I don't know. She might say yes. Uh, she might say yes. Big That's mess. hilarious. Yes. Auntie Andy is saying, I know more than the government as well as Big Gay Mess, please. Um, I think it was Giant Gay Mess, but I don't, I don't know. Giant Gay Mess. Back. I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. As long as the gay and mess are there. What do you prefer? Big Gay Mess or Giant Gay Mess? Big Gay Mess. Big Gay Mess. Okay. Because it's Let's all go. So, monosyllabic. It's true, and I it like rolls off it's the tongue a better. gay mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it rolls off the tongue a lot better. Um, okay, Hannah, if you're watching, we're going for big gay mess, and ideally, I know more than the government. Um, <laughs> I mean, I didn't specify with, about uh, what. I mean, Rubes, I probably know more about them from les- about lesbians than them. Rubes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Rubes Walsh says this giant gay mess knows more than the government. Nice. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, so th- thank you for sharing that. It's really reassuring because other people are having these things and all we're live streaming is the moments where we're going, ah, oh, look, I've made a cake. But no. Not bread. And we're not, no one is I have streaming some really, themselves in really the fetal position. I really gross selfies I can share on the story to prove that I do in fact have a soul and cry. Um, no, uh, you don't, you know, like we all get our, get our fancy glasses on and get on. Oh, yeah. I mean, but I do actually need them to see. It. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I mean, if you want to, you're not obliged. Is there a piece of online feminism we can help you with today uh, to give our day a little bit more purpose and meaning? Because we used to do feminism outside the house and now we need to do it inside the house. Anything we can help you with? So support Fire and Pride. And also the thing that I need is I'm now writing about positive news stories. So I'm going and finding organisations that need help right now. But I think we're hearing a lot about big organisations, but the ones that need the most help are the smaller ones, men that maybe mm. don't have access to PR and press and whose issues Good. are really, really big. And the, the, the organisation that I now work for um, are really keen to profile the issues that other, like small organisations and the issues that other places don't want to go. So they mm. want to know about homeless people, about refugees, about period poverty and about how individuals community groups charities and organizations are like struggling and also like wants to 
provide a place for a call to action. So if you have a group or you uh, know of something local to you or someone that needs something, and contact me because I want to be able to use this new platform that I've got to talk about as many Wonderful. things and to get people to. It's the perfect job. Yes. Me. What's it's the What's the about... platform called? Can you plug um, the platform? Yeah. So it's it's called Smiley Movement. I I discovered that the smiley face was a registered trademark on oh. Friday, and um essentially it's there's a smiley movement and a smiley network and they're slightly different things. But I'm going to be creating smiley news, which is positive news outlets. Um, hopefully starting tomorrow so that'll be really good to get going and to get sharing because i know that so like although everything's rubbish like in some ways lots of stuff's rubbish mm -hmm. and we can't change all of that but what we can do is use that energy and that anger and that mm -hmm. fear and that sadness and we can use it to like kindle some hope kindle mm -hmm. some hope and hopefully we can grow that into something more positive and i hope that the things that come out of this situation, like whether that's listening to disabled people more or whether that's, um, you know, sh realizing that we're not as safe as mm -hmm. we'd like to think we are. And that actually you can go from absolutely living a comfortable life to expected to live on 94 pounds a week. That, mm -hmm. you know, the infrastructures like that we the think. NHS, yeah, how much we need the NHS. How much we And how you don't necessarily know someone's vulnerable by looking at them in terms of health status. Um, like lots of different things and i hope that although this is rubbish and i wish we didn't have to learn it this way that we will realize that the structures that exist in right now are not sufficient wonderful and never you have answered been. the next you've answered the next question but when john paul says if you want to google it it's nhs nightingale at excel there's four thousand new hospital beds for COVID. they're the exact details of the nightingale hospital um so can i ask you what are you looking forward to most when we get out of quarantine what are you going to do firstly i'm going i have a group of uh, queers who go for pancakes um we have a queer pancake night that started by accident we all went for pancakes together and then we had a waitress who wanted to know how we all knew each other and we couldn't really out each other at the dinner table and there was a dozen of us or so and so <laughs> we had to be like are we, are we all sort of looking at each other going Am I and then I said, we're a fortnightly pancake group. Ah. And now we run a little pancake group and it's very cute. And also, I'm very excited to go to the ladies' pond and swim in a freezing cold pond. I cannot wait for that. In the Amazing. sunshine. And read Moomins and just... Absolutely good. wonderful. And finally, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. I, I would never swim in that pond ever, but now I really will, because, I, because it's outdoors and I can, and it'll be cold and it'll be exhilarating. And it'll be. I guess if you grew up in Australia women. and you actually have access to a warm ocean, yes. Oh, I didn't tell you my other coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. I watch Bondi Rescue obsessively. <laughs> I started last year when I injured my back, and I watched all the seasons in one week. And I just, I, I continue to watch it obsessively. It's really good mindless television. It's so predictable. There are waves and people drown and there's men. Excellent. Look up Bondi Rescue. And finally, it's all on do, you YouTube. Have, do you have any I'm a feminist butts? Oh, do I have I'm a feminist butts? My I'm a feminist butt today is I'm a feminist butt. God, I wish I'd got a pedicure before this. It was, it was sort of cusping on the end where it was just too good to it was profligate to go and have a pedicure but now it, i absolutely should have done it and if we ever have to quarantine again if we get out and then it looks like we're going back in there's certain things i will be doing i'll be going and doing a full service um i 
you can tell you're much more femme than I am because yesterday I took a razor blade and did my undercut in myself. Yeah. I just like no. shaved off all the back of my head. Um, I mean, I might get there in week three, to be fair. Honestly, I, but I'm now regretting this because it's itchy. Like I've got razor burn on the back of my head. Love the colour of your hair though. It's stunning. Thank you. It's, I had to go on a mission. I'm a feminist, but the worst thing about quarantine is the fact that I couldn't find my hair dye. There you go. It was so bad. I have, oh, purple hair dye is so hard to find, hair. but it's my brand now and I can't, I genuinely got to the point where I was like, I have to change my hair colour. I mean, <laughs> has it come to that? It is like the Blitz. It's just like the Blitz. I genuinely, that, I was like, I'm going to have to change my, my hair was going the colour of your glasses at the front. It was going greeny blue. And, and when I was it's like, your identity, yeah. it's tough. I've had this hair for two years now. And before that I was brown and boring. So, oh, they want to see the back of my Excuse hair. Excuse me, I'm brown and boring. Yeah, but like, I'm a, I don't know, I feel like... Cooler than me. Yeah, I get it. Younger. Yeah, go on. Turn around. Show us the back of your head. No, it's not that good because I couldn't do it myself. I'm in, alone in the flat. We'll be the judge of that. Show us. Oh, this tiny bit there. Yeah. Oh, it looks it's, good. Yeah, but it it's actually fun. gone quite well. It's very cool. I'm doing a thing where I'm just washing my hair, putting some salt spray in it, and just going for a beachy holiday look because I can't blow dry my own hair the way that blow dry professionals do. Imagine my owning a hair dryer. I'm a feminist, but my natural beauty is predicated on team of experts. And really, <laughs> I'm absolutely, my eyelashes are coming out a little bit. Um, can I, I, can I do a shout out for my hair place? Because they're a nonprofit mm. that works with predominantly LGBT people and also people with like disabilities. They're called Open Barbers and they're because they run nonprofit on a sliding scale and make things fully accessible because of the crisis, they're at risk of closing down. So they've actually oh. got a fundraiser. So if you have any spare money, you can throw at them. They are one of the most important. They're not just a hair salon. They're also a place where community groups run. And there, there's cut price therapy. There's like sliding scale therapy. And the fact Make that Make a might, story. I will do. But if that goes under, I will be genuinely devastated. It's so important. Make a story so and our community good. will throw, throw them a quid each. Yeah. And if you uh, love and know Soho Theatre, can you just go and check out Soho Theatre On Demand? Our friends, Jen Brister... Um, Shafika Sandy have uh, shows on demand there and I just desperately don't want Soho Theatre to go under because they don't really you know the, what, so what a, yeah they're so good and they really they nurture new writers female writers yeah um, uh, so I just please just if you do the thing just go and get something on demand go and get Jen Brister show, Shafi show have a look who else there's there's probably other Guilty Feminist regulars there as well yeah um, and new people you might discover and find and also if you want to do um if you want to support some queer art the BFI Flair have put their stuff online and you can do like a f so they ha normally have an LGBT film festival that would be now but that's obviously not happened no. so they've put it all online and there's essentially like an iPlayer and I think the first week or the first two weeks are free so you can go watch and support all these really brilliant films from around the world made by LGBT people about LGBT people. Um, documentaries, short films, feature lengths. It's so good. And please go make the use of that service. Make a story. I uh, will do. Afterwards, check out Ellen Jones's stories. Check out the Guilty <laughs> Feminist stories. And uh, you will have so much more information at your fingertips. Ellen Jones, you are our favourite big gay mess and you know <laughs> the governments. Thank you so much for the new normal. Uh, this week's guests include Sindhu V. Um, uh, who else do they include? Kiri, Kiri? Prashad McLean, uh, Jade Adams, and Honestly, Hima it's so Bob. Good. 
Kima Bob, I think it's Kiri tomorrow, and check it out on our uh, on our story and in our feed, the days of the week. Uh, but but I think it's Kiri tomorrow, so tune in for that six o'clock Monday to Friday. It's the new normal. Join us then. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you, wonderful audience, and good night. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.